All right, welcome into another episode of Running for the Roses. We are back earlier than we had expected to. I think at the end of the last episode, we teased an ACC preview, and then uh, late uh, last week, uh, the uh, John Wilner from the San Jose Mercury News dropped a bomb that UCLA and USC are leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. So we had to get an extra episode in. Lucas, uh, first of all, how are you? How's everything in the... Uh, the great mid southwest of Nashville. It's great. We finally, uh, I believe, we finally got rain since the last time we recorded. So it rained oh. here for like the first time in about two and a half weeks. Um, but it's good. Uh, just getting ready for Fourth of July festivities. Got fireworks and stuff like that tomorrow. But uh, yeah, it feels pretty good. I appreciate you uh, squeezing this conversation in as it was not easy with a, uh, a long weekend. So let's get right to it. Obviously, the news dropped uh, a handful of days ago. USC, UCLA leaving the Pac-12, I believe in 2024, to go to the Big Ten. And we don't really have many other details. We don't quite know what a division or a schedule or what that will look like. My guess is they would be in the Big Ten West. It would be real interesting if they're in the Big Ten East, if we still have a Big Ten East, but who knows anymore with college football. Yeah. So, Lucas, we we have interesting kind of dynamics here. You're a fan of a, a Big Ten team. You've always been kind of a Big Ten guy. Your conference seemingly is going to become a, a conference of, you know, it's, it's increasing in its notoriety, money, adding teams, seemingly – a conference that is going to be part of the college football future. I'm a fan of Arizona state. We might not even have a conference in two years. So I guess from your perspective, kind of your initial reaction to the news and kind of how have you been digesting it so far? So I'm kind of playing it that I feel a lot of college football fans are playing it. I, I don't necessarily, the kind of traditionalist in me doesn't necessarily love it. I understand the move from, from really both parties. I think, from the Big Ten, if UCLA and USC reached out to you, which that's what it sounds like the reports are, that those two schools reached out. Very similar to how Texas and Oklahoma reached out to the SEC. You, you have to listen if you're the Big Ten. Um, you have to entertain that, especially if they're willing to do it. And UCLA, USC and UCLA, they I think they saw the writing on the wall with the Pac-12. They saw the money that both the SEC and the Big Ten are going to be making comparative to what the Pac-12 is, and they didn't want to fall behind. But you know, part of me, I, I understand that, and part of me is a little bit excited to see this, but also it, it sucks because I don't want to see college football basically become an NFL light, which I feel is the direction that we're heading into. reason why I love college football, and I love the NFL, but the reason I love college football is it's, it's not the NFL. It's different than just about every sport that we have here. Um, so I am a little bit mixed. I'm interested to see kind of what you touched on. How the hell are they going to divide these teams? Do they, they were already talking about getting rid of divisions with the 14 team model that they have right now. Do they stick with that? Do they go back to leaders and legends? Um, because even if they do geographic travel is going to be a nightmare uh, regardless. Um, so um, yeah, I am. I'm excited to, you know, potentially I was texting a buddy of mine that lives in, in California uh, that I went to college with um, about doing a Rose Bowl trip if they play UCLA or doing a Coliseum trip uh, when they play USC. But yeah, I think from that, this is where college football is going. I'm happy the Big Ten got ahead out of it. 
um, they're going to be the first really cross country conference, which I think is now something that they can sell on the recruiting trail. Like, Hey, you're going to play in the Midwest. You're going to play in the East coast. You're going to play on the West coast. If you come here, you're going to get exposure everywhere. Um, so I do think it'll help out the other big 10 teams. And obviously my, I'll, I'm going to take pride in the fact that like Wisconsin's going to bring home probably like a hundred million dollars a year in television revenue now. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so mix don't really like the direction it's going, but that is the direction it's going. So I'm happy the Big Ten got out in front of it. Whereas, from your perspective, this just has to feel. I, I can't imagine how this feels right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I've stressed this before on this pod where it's it's like college football Saturdays are not going to look different, right? You're still going to have games starting at noon Eastern, running all the way up until 11 p.m. You know Eastern, right? Everything else, it, it's it's crazy the 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 drastic nature where when this sport is changing. I mean, so quickly with NIL, with the transfer portal, with you know realignment, and it, you know it feels like Texas and kind of Oklahoma. Like if there was a dam holding college football, like you know alignment together, like they kind of started to crack that dam last year, right? When yeah. they announced their move to the SEC, and every good program should have been thinking, what is next? How can we get out in front of this? And you know, you, you, USC and UCLA, I think, in a, are in a unique position in which they have the L.A. market. Mm-hmm. I don't know how relevant those two brands are, especially like UCLA football in the, the L.A. market. But the Big Ten can sell. And we've talked about their upcoming meteorites deal. Like the Big Ten can now sell. We have L.A. Yeah. We have USC with Lincoln Riley. We have UCLA. We have UCLA basketball. We have you know USC football, like whatever it is. And that's powerful. And and that's kind of what it's about. I don't think Arizona and Arizona State could make this move. I don't think Utah and Colorado could make this move. This is about the market. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm fascinated to see what comes next, right? Mm-hmm. There were already some rumblings that maybe Oregon and Washington, which seem to be kind of the two biggest brands left in the conference, where are they going to go? Does the Big Ten have interest in them? And you're seeing reports that the Big Ten is kind of waiting on Notre Dame. And it seems like Notre Dame is kind of the next domino to fall because they have, they're have they such a big brand and they fit so well in the Big Ten. What does that mean for the ACC, where Notre Dame is, is in a conference in every sport but football? So there are so many questions. And I just think when the dust settles in five or ten years, like what's going to be left? Yeah. Right? I mean, we're going to have one super conference or we're going to have two super conferences is – you know, how does this impact the other sports? Like one of the first things I thought of was, was you like USC baseball and UCLA baseball kind of went from being in the PAC 12 to like, no offense to the big 10, kind of like a mid major. League. <laughs> yeah, like the, good. the big 10 is such a hard baseball conference. Cause you can't play home games until like the middle of March. It's really, yeah. really tough. So I also just looked at like the travel and Olympic sports. And if you're a women's soccer team and you're going to go play on a Tuesday in, play Rutgers in your USC. Like, what does that look like? And it's, there's a lot of different angles to tackle this from, but um, I guess Lucas, let's, let's kind of talk about the PAC 12. Like, let's start there. Like there, two of their bigger brands are leaving. Um, USC especially has, is, is the biggest one, right? That's, that's the moneymaker for the conference. What do you kind of expect from the Pac-12? I've seen everything from the conference could fold and they could yeah. be absorbed by the Big 12 and other conferences to maybe they try and expand and poach some of the bigger Big 12 brands that are left like Oklahoma State and TCU and 
and such. Where do you kind of see the Pac-12 when the dust settles, I guess? Well, I think if if you're a fan of the Pac-12, I think the one part you can be positive is you're in basically the same exact situation that the Big 12 was last year. And we had this podcast, almost a carbon copy of this podcast, last year when, when this news happened. And we even did a draft of where we thought uh, all the rest of the Big 12, because we thought the Big 12 was dead. Um, and they were able to able to resolve it. I think my biggest thing is, and forgive me if I get his name wrong, but the Pac-12 commissioner, George, is it Klivkoff? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, you have good one year anniversary gift for him being the commissioner, by the way. But I wonder if he regrets, like, not. I mean, they said last year, I thought the Pac 12 had an opportunity to expand to 14 or to 16 teams and poach the Big 12. And they decided to stay pat. I don't know if that changes USC or UCLA's mind, but I think it does give the Pac 12 some relative better stability than what it had when it didn't go on that. And obviously the Alliance was a complete joke, but I think if you're the PAC 12, I think you, you at least got to make those phone calls to, I think to TCU, Oklahoma state, uh, maybe you try to get the teams that are joining, you know, the big 12, you, you reach out to, to Houston or any of those other big television markets. You try to go after Boise and San Diego state as well. Uh, look, it's not going to be, uh, it's, you're still probably not going to get the money that you were making with, with obviously USC and UCLA, but maybe there's a Pac-12 scenario where at least you can hold it together for a couple of years, maybe build something. And if you can keep Oregon and Washington intact, I think there's still a livable conference in that. But does that just hold you over for five years and then we're having the same conversation when Oregon and Washington leave because they feel like they're holding up uh, the conference too much. Yeah. And I, I think when the dust settles, we look at two super conferences that each have about 20 to 24 teams. It's, it's going to be the SEC and they'll take most of the Southeastern part of the United States from like North Carolina through Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, and then the big 10 will get, you know, some Northeast flavor with like Penn state and, and, you know, Rutgers all the way down to California, essentially. I, I think that's where we're at because I think what's what's happened is there are kind of two distinct cutoffs in college athletics, specifically college football. Do you care about it and are going to invest money and resources? And do you not? And I don't think the Pac-12, like I don't put this all on Larry Scott. I don't think the Pac-12 presidents and the universities, they don't give a shit about football the way Wisconsin and and Auburn and like they just don't like look, go to an, like you've been to an ASU football game you've been to a Wisconsin football game they're in completely different yeah. stratospheres of atmosphere and resources and and you know party and all that stuff and it's the same thing going to Colorado or going I mean UCLA like the the Rose Bowl is half empty every game yeah. yeah. You know, and all of that trickles down. That means less money. That means fewer eyeballs, less TV money. And like, it's a vicious cycle. So I think the two big conferences, the Big Ten, the SEC are going to say, all right, who can we get that gives a shit about college football? I think Oregon does. I, I actually think Utah does. I've been to several Utah yeah. games. and that, that like Salt Lake City is almost like a big college town because they have no pro, uh, no pro sports besides the Jazz. I think you'll see the teams that can pitch to these conferences, hey, this is what we value. Washington, you have the Seattle market. You know, Utah, you're in a, a major city. Um, 
Oregon is Oregon. Like those programs will leave and go somewhere. And then I think the rest, like, I don't know if it's like another subdivision or if it's the group of five expands to like a group of eight. And that's like the big 12 and the ACC and the, the pac 12 kind of go in there. But like, I think more so that's where it's heading because the pac 12 just hasn't been serious really since Larry Scott. I mean, the example I always use is like, I have YouTube TV. Like I'm a younger college grad from a PAC 12 school. The day the ACC network launched, I could watch the ACC network on YouTube TV. I can watch the ACC, big 10 SEC network. I can't watch the PAC 12 network. Yeah. The PAC 12 doesn't do a good job of, of, of showcasing its products in its net, in its markets, much less across the country. I can watch Paul Feinbaum every, every week or every day. I can watch Paul Feinbaum. Yeah. You know, and I turn on the PAC 12 network if I can get it. And it's like, a, it's like a water polo rerun. It's like, this is, this is where we're at. Yeah. And, and so not that I want to be too critical and too harsh, but like, I just kind of think like, that's where we're going. And as it, like Michael, as just from the Arizona state side, like I can tell you like Michael Crow and Ray Anderson have not made it seem like they care enough to make the football program. Great. They just, yeah. they, they just don't. And maybe part of that is like on the West coast football is just not as big specifically college football than it is in these Midwest towns, East Lansing, Madison, you know, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Auburn, Alabama, like they live and breathe college sports and the PAC 12 just doesn't have that same flavor. So I'm not very optimistic about the future of the conference. I think it's more likely that they don't expand. I think it's more likely that, I mean, if they expand, then it's, it's Fresno state, Boise state, San Diego state. And yeah. like maybe Gonzaga for basketball. It's 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 not trying to poach the Big Twelve because I think the Big Twelve got a year head start and kind of solidified where they were going. Yeah, and uh, I think you make a, a great point just with the with the care factor in it all. And we even when we were talking about kind of with obviously we talk about ASU quite a bit on this podcast and. You know, we brought up Ray Anderson's quotes just when he discussed NIL, and he just even said, we can't compete with schools, specifically USC, UCLA, that are going to be basically buying these players with their boosters. And it just drove us wild because probably in like 10 years, ASU might have the biggest alumni base, arguably, <laughs> in the country um, because they're the biggest enrollment in the United States. And it, that to me is just inexcusable and i think you make a great point it's just do you want to have that do you want to have the care to put into football and like you and i think i even saw i think it was like gabe somebody from espn had posted that the big 10 network in the la market right now goes for about 10 cents per subscriber in per month and it's going to get raised probably in 2024 to about a dollar 50 per uh so just the money and the fact that the visibility. I mean, the fact USC is going to be able to play a non-conference game on UNLV on the Big Ten Network, which sounds just crazy, <laughs> and it's going to be viewed pretty much everywhere uh, when you can't find it on the Pac-12. I think it's, yeah, like we said, it's the way it's going. I hope there's there's salvage to be had because I think schools like Utah, Colorado um, has at least a great history. Um, you know, ASU, Arizona have been really strong programs for a long time and maybe we see the pac 12 just go by the whack but i hope those programs can stick somewhere uh that's my biggest biggest goal and again like i think asu will always be playing football but what does that look like i mean what does college football look like in 10 years do we have a 16 team playoff do we have a 12 team playoff like 
I just think there's so many questions. Um, but it's 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 frustrating to like I see the point of view of when you lose these regional rivalries, it's going to be really tough. Yeah, you know, like when you lose. USC and Arizona State. Like, that was a big game for me growing up. Usually, ASU was getting pummeled by, like, the Pete Carroll teams when I was growing up, right? But, like, that was a big game. You know, ASU playing UCLA, like, that's a fun trip to make if you're an ASU fan to go to LA. And I was reading a Reddit post that got posted from a West Virginia fan. I don't know if you saw it, but he was like, you know, we left the ACC and the Big East and where we were to go play in the Big 12 and, like, we lost all of our natural opponents. We lost Penn State. We lost Pitt. We lost Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. And the games against Baylor and Texas Tech and Kansas, they just don't feel the same. No. And depending on how big these conferences get, like certainly like Wisconsin and Iowa will play every year, right? Like Alabama and Tennessee will play every year. So not like that will get lost. Um, but like Texas and Texas A&M is a great example. Like how long have the fans been clamoring for those for that game to come back. And it took Texas moving conferences mm-hmm. to get it back on the schedule. Um, so I do think like it's, it's going to be strange, like, right. It's going to be strange when Wisconsin goes to play UCLA in LA and the game starts at nine 30 in Wisconsin, you know, not that that's going to be an issue, but like, that's yeah. just going to be, it's going to be an interesting dynamic or like how many now 9am or 9am Pacific time games is UCLA and USC going to have if they go play yeah. Michigan state or Michigan, like that's, it's going to be weird for these fan bases to try to get through that. And, and obviously the TV deals will be interesting to see kind of when the dust settles. I think the big Ten's going to announce soon. Um, but I, I, I just, I keep coming back to like, this, this, the games on Saturdays, the Saturdays are going to be the same. Yep. It's just everything is going to look different. You know, the best programs will get the best players, like kind of they always have, but now it'll be very public about how much money guys are making. Um, and you're probably going to have a couple conferences that matter. And maybe that's already the case when you look at how dominant the SEC is and how dominant the Big Ten is. Um, maybe it doesn't. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the only way it would be maybe cool, maybe they include all the all the schools that kind of get left out. Maybe there's some form of promotion and relegation where if you finish at the the bottom of your conference or division, you get sent down to you know a lower level, um, and then uh, other schools can play to get in. So who knows? Maybe each conference does its own playoff. Like the SEC's already talked about it. Maybe with a 16 or 18 team league, maybe you do a, a semifinal and a championship game. And then that's your winner that goes to the, to the playoff to fight off this other big conference. I, I don't know. It's, it's really crazy. I'm sure we're going to hear more dominoes by the end of this month, by the time media days rolls around. That was right. When we heard about, I think it was during big 12 media days, we heard about uh, Texas and Oklahoma leaving. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to hear more about this by the end of the month, but yeah, it's, it's a change of sport. But like you said, at the end of the day, I don't think as long as our teams are playing, I think we're still going to be watching the product as, as jump, as long like jump around is still going to happen at Camp Randall. Yes. In 2025 and probably in 2035. Um, I'm sure ASU, even if it's not as comp, if it's not one of these big conferences, they're still going to be playing somewhere. Yeah. Um, 
maybe it's in a large mountain west or they join the big 12 which i think is is a huge possibility as well i just think asu in arizona especially with basketball is too big they're too big of brands to just yeah. go to like a whack or a mountain west or something like that so yeah and it's you know you you brought up a really interesting point in far as relegation and promotion and i was thinking about that so um, Stuart Mandel from The Athletic put out his version, and this is an article he wrote, I think, years ago, uh, college football like Premier League, hypothetical 2018, basically Super League. Um, and it's separated by parts of the country, right? So like, for example, the West Division is Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, Texas A&M, UCLA, USC, Washington. The Midwest is Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Wisconsin things that make a lot of sense geographically where you get some of the bigger programs in a league together. And I think if you tack on relegation promotion, be like, Hey, there's four divisions. Whoever finishes last in this division each, uh, each year will be relegated to the whatever subdivision. And then, then the team, I think that would be such a fun concept because that way you're at least giving teams something to play for. Yeah. Right. But like the problem, and we've talked about this before, is there's no centralized like college football commissioner or czar or whatever. It's basically Greg Sankey and like Kevin Warren, yeah, right. And and they're looking out for the best interests of their league. Mm-hmm. They're not looking out for like, oh, we need to make sure that you know NC State and North Carolina are taken care of. Like they don't care about that. They're like, what what's going to make our schools money? What's going to make our presidents and athletic directors the happiest? And that's what they're going to do. And so, unfortunately, we get this situation where, you know, USC and UCLA, like you said, the alliance, right? Like the alliance meant nothing. It was like less than a year thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, the Pac-12 is uh, might dissolve because two of its premier schools bamboozled everyone and are yeah. leaving for, you know, the Big Ten. So I wish things were more organized. I wish we had – I mean, this is – I mean, it's essentially like the Green Bay Packers being like, hey, we don't like the NFC North, so we're going to go play in the AFC South. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, the Packers are still going to play teams every week. I get that, but they're, yeah. you know, you're going to lose the Vikings and Bears as great. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of what I compare it to is like, you're still going to have the games. It's just, it's going to look a little different. And for some teams, it might not look that much different at all. Like, Wisconsin out of their nine conference games might only get UCLA and UCLA you know, UCLA and USC once every two or three years. So who knows? Yeah. And I think the hardest thing, as much as I would love relegation promotion, I wish it would be in every pro sport. The reason why they don't do it in the U S is owners would not go for it because they don't want to lose money. And that same thing would happen in college athletics. Presidents and chancellors are not going to agree to something where, especially if you're, uh, you know, in the big 10, for example, like if you're Illinois, if you're Northwestern, if you're Purdue, like, um, your teams or Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana, like you're not going to do that because you know there's probably a good chance that you're going to be relegated and you're going to lose out on tens of millions of dollars and have to slash your athletic budget year to year. Um, so I just don't see that happening just based off that. I would love it um, if they could work it out, but, uh, but like you said, because it gives everybody a chance. And that's the thing that I fear that we're happening, I think, despite – uh, college's football's like exclusivity of their playoff. The regular season is great because it, it's so inclusive. It includes so many teams. So does basketball from everywhere, no matter how big or small your school is. And what I worry about is we're just doing it where it's like, it's only your big brands. 
or markets or already established programs, screw off the rest of these. Like I'm waiting for the point where yes, one, at one point we're just like, you know what, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, you guys aren't really pushing the needle for us anymore. Vanderbilt, Wake Forest, we're just going to let you guys, we're going to contract and we're going to bring another big brand in to replace you. I, I could see the day where that happens and I just hope it doesn't. Well, and you know, my other thought is um, what, like, kind of like you said, like, what if you're Vanderbilt? What if you're, what, what if you're Illinois, right? What if you're um, Maryland? Like someone's got to have to lose these games, right? Like if you have a 20 team SEC, somebody's going to go three and nine and someone's going to pay their coach like $6 million to go three and nine every, every year. They, they, they just are. And, you know, if, if you're a school, like I think UCLA is a really interesting example because clearly this is all about football right mm-hmm. market size tv you know ratings for football you know ucla has a very mediocre football program over yeah. over the last even 20 30 years like they haven't really been that relevant nationally stands for a couple of years kind of here and there but the ucla baseball program is one of the best baseball programs in the country mm-hmm. and if you're the ucla baseball coach you're like wait what happened we're leaving the pac 12 to go i got to go play like iowa in early march in a, yeah. a weekend series, or I got to go play Illinois, or I got to go play Michigan. Like that's wait, what? You know, and it's it's. Um, I just wonder, like, could you have done this football only? Like, could you have just said, "Hey, kind of like how like you know Notre Dame is an independent for football, but for basketball and other sports are in the ACC." Like, is that not an option? So that I don't know. I, I'm just kind of having some jumbled thoughts here, but like, I um. I just think that when you when you look at um, you know where the sport is going, it's very clear that football matters and nothing else. So if you're a school like Vanderbilt and you're not relevant in football now, you know Vanderbilt's a, a long tiered SEC school, like long tenured SEC school. Nashville's an incredible place for road you know fans to come and visit. You know, is that good enough to keep them in the league? Because why should Vanderbilt be in the SEC and not the ACC? Like what does Vanderbilt supply on the football? Really the only sport that Vanderbilt's really good at is baseball. Baseball. Yeah. Right. Like they're not really relevant in basketball either. So like you wonder if you're a school like Mississippi state and you're like an average football program, average basketball program, great baseball program. Like what does that look like for you? So Mm -hmm. there's a lot more questions I think than answers. And and there, I think answers that we'll get soon. I think the next dominoes, Notre Dame. I don't know if you want to kind of transition to that, like taking this from the Big Ten. Right now you're at 16 teams. My guess is you're going to get to 20. That would be my guess is the SEC and the, the, the Big Ten get to 20 teams each, right? So if you look at yeah. other teams that could potentially move, I think the three, I think the uh, the two Florida schools, Florida, Miami, and Clemson are, are pretty easy options. Like if you're Clemson, like should do you want to go to the, to the SEC? Would you want to stay in the ACC where it's a little easier? Yeah. You know, if you're the Big Ten, like Notre Dame, I think makes the most logical sense, right? Like Chicago, uh, huge, great alumni base. Like it would be awesome. Um, so I think Lucas moving on, like the Big Ten side of it, where do you think this kind of conference goes? Yeah. I think you kind of, you kind of already went up, uh, kind of hit on it where, you know, Notre Dame has been kind of the Big Ten's. They've been wanting, I mean, they've been wanting Notre Dame since like the 80s uh, when they first expanded from from 10 to 11 teams. 
Um, they've been, uh, they've been after him as much as your dog has been after whatever, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. over here. <laughs> My dog's the same exact way, but, uh, but no, I mean, they've been wanting since they expanded with Penn state back in, I think it was 89. They offered invites to Penn state. They've been wanting Notre Dame. I mean, they're, they're two hours from Chicago. They've had, they have traditional rivalries with, with schools like Michigan, Michigan state, Purdue, Indiana. And now even more so with, with USC joining the board, they have uh, a longstanding history yeah. with USC. So they'd be able to protect that rivalry as well. So I think it makes sense. Notre Dame's only going to do it if they know that they have to join a conference for football. Uh, because I don't, I don't think they're going to join the ACC if they have to. Like, I think that ship has long sailed. Yeah. And I don't think it's that hard for them to get out of that contract because they're not obligated with football. Um, they could maybe say, Hey, we're going to live out the rest of that TV deal for the rest of the sports. And then we're going to join Notre Dame or we're going to join for football in the big 10. So I think they would want that. I, it would not shock me if the move is to go to 20, if they go after schools like North Carolina, uh, Virginia, just because they're very good, prestigious, their AAU members, I think is like the, the yeah. Some like academic out. alliance thing, right. That you have. Yeah. To be. Yeah. That's like a pretty much a prereq if you want to be in the Big Ten. UCLA and USC check that box. Nebraska, I remember for them to join, they had to join the AAU. They were not a part of that years prior, and they joined it largely just so that they could be in the Big Ten. So um, I think that's where they would go. I don't believe they would go after Florida State or Miami just because I don't think that's really a, a fit. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, who knows? The ACC is the big thing in my mark because they have just that uh, I, that TV deal that doesn't run out until 2026. Yeah, yeah it's, um, like, it's like 10, 15 years. So I don't know how schools can get out of that. I'm sure it's a, it's a stiff penalty, but I know schools are wanting to get out of that. The big reason why the playoff, uh, Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC, did not want to uh, do the playoff because a lot of it was to pressure Notre Dame to join the ACC. <laughs> all right i'm so sorry man eventually yeah, you're good I'm probably gonna have to uh, bounce here pretty soon so no, no, no we're good we're good all i yeah. know is i'm just interested to see how these media days play out because this is going to be the number one topic for every conference i think all the way down to the group of five is what's yep. kind of going on 100 man all right apologies for cutting you short i think we did still get a good discussion so good stuff man we'll uh we'll talk soon yeah sounds good all right bye Oh,